continuing in our series uh, this summer with songs, songs that uh, are important to us, that connect to us, connect to our life. And the song for today is Victory in Jesus. We already sang that. And today we want to look at just that, the victory that we have. The victory we have in Christ, the victory that we have readily available to us in this moment, today. Victory that we can reach out, grab onto, and hold onto for the rest of our lives. The victory we have in Christ. In fact, it was E.M. Bartlett who originally wrote this song. He wrote it in 1939 when the world was on the brink of World War II. Can you imagine what that felt like? And many of some of you may know that. You may remember what that felt like. Or you may have heard stories from someone in your life who did. But just that idea of that we're on the brink of war. And we think about our world we live in today. We think about the challenges that we face and kind of where are we in the world? How, is, how are we going to get through the things that are going on? Well, you know, the, there are division, divisions and factions fighting at each other all the time. But... Really, it's the same old story, and the thing that held on to this man, Ian Bartlett, in this time of the world and history is something that you and I can hold on to today. It's something that we don't have to look at, the surrounding world and what it offers us or does not offer us. We look somewhere else. In fact, this man who wrote this song was uh, actually had uh, experienced a stroke, and so he was partially paralyzed. He was unable to do the things for the Lord that he wanted to do. And it was in that time in his life, bedridden, paralyzed, unable to do the things that he wished he could do, and looking at the world about to go into a second world war, that he penned the words for victory in Jesus. You see, he had an eternal perspective. He looked at the things that not were surrounding him, but he looked at the things of Christ and the victory that we have in him. Think of your own life. Think of the moments that you have needed victory in your own circumstances. Maybe you're facing something like that in this moment. I need a breakthrough. I need freedom. I need victory. Maybe you're in a war even in this moment. And that war may not be physical. It may be, uh, it may be in the background. It may be, uh, it may be even your subconscious. Or it may be something you face in this exact moment that is pressing in on you. That's difficult. That's harder than anything you face. You just know, I need something to help me. I need a breakthrough. I need victory in this thing. Think of how 82 years after victory in Jesus was written, we are still in need of victory in our own hearts, in our own lives, in the, the life of the nation that we live in, in the life of the world we need in. We need victory. So I've got good news for us today. I've got great news for us today. I've got wonderful, uh, an unimaginable news for us today, is that you and I can have victory today. 
You and I can experience victory today. You and I can receive victory. Now, it's not necessarily what the world would tell you is victory. In fact, it's a far cry from the world, what the world would tell you victory is. But it's far greater. Because this victory is eternal. The victory I'm speaking of, like E.M. Bartlett knew, is found in Jesus. Look in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I want to show you the victory we have in him. I want you to see it as Paul described it to a church who desperately needed their own victories. To a group of people who were fighting and fussing and uh, dealing with sin in their own hearts and in, 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 uh, among them. And Paul writes to them to help them to see the victory they could find. And you and I can find victory today. We see four ways in which we find victory victory. Would you, in honor of God's word, would you stand as we read this passage of scripture? We're going to begin in verse 50. 1 Corinthians 15, beginning in 50, verse 50. What I'm saying, brothers and sisters, is this. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor can corruption inherit corruption. Listen, I'm telling you a mystery. We will not all fall asleep, but we will all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we will be changed. For this corruptible body must be clothed with incorruptibility and this mortal body must be clothed with immortality. When, the, when this corruptible body is clothed with incorruptibility and this mortal body is clothed with immortality, then the saying that is written will take place, death has been swallowed up in victory. Where death is your victory, where death is your sting, the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the Lord's work, because you know that the, your labor is the, in the Lord is not in vain. You see, we find victory in Jesus. You may be seated. We find victory in Him. Look at the three ways we have, or the four ways we have victory. Number one, in this passage we see that we have a victorious inheritance. Look at what, look at what it says. Now I want to make uh, verse 50. What I'm saying, brothers and sisters, is this. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So what it's saying is that we, we will inherit the kingdom of God. Now, you in, in, uh, in and of yourself... Your flesh, your blood will not inherit that. But there is a way to inherit it. How do we inherit victory found in Christ? How do we inherit if we are flesh and blood, if we are corruptible, if we are mortal? How will we do that? And Paul answers very clearly, it's in Jesus you and I, because we know Jesus Christ as Savior, or because we can know Jesus Christ as Savior, and let me just say in this moment today, you, 
Even if you walked in here today not even knowing who Jesus Christ is, or you're watching with us online and somehow you ended up tuning in, somebody shared it, you're watching, the Holy Spirit's working in your life. Even if you, in this moment, say, I don't know Jesus Christ. I've never trusted him. How can I inherit that? Friends, it is available to you. You can find this inheritance just like many of us or, all, or most of us have. We found it by trusting in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins, for salvation for our own hearts and our own souls. Today, no matter where you are, no matter what you've done, no matter the difficulties you face, no matter what thing is holding you captive, you can find a, a victorious inheritance in Jesus Christ. And my, fr my friends, please, even in this moment, it doesn't have to be at the end, we make the rules here. We don't, we don't have to go to the end and have an invitation and an altar call. If you want to trust Jesus Christ as your Savior, you can do it today. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the, day, from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. Verse 13 says, for whoever calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. And that's you today if you want to trust Jesus as Savior. Don't wait to the end. Do it just now. Call out to him. Cry out to him. Ask him to save you. But because of those of us in here who have trusted Jesus Christ as our Savior, we have an inheritance. And it's not one that you and I could ever uh, hope for or, or imagine in our own strength. You know, uh, I hope to be a good dad and I hope to leave a, a monetary inheritance for my kids eventually. That's what I hope. I hope to be able to do that. that that's uh, one of the big things on the shoulders of a father, right? And, and, and particularly a godly father. I want not just to leave a financial inheritance, but I want to leave an inheritance of faith. But the, the inheritance we have in Jesus Christ is far greater than any inheritance you could ever accomplish or receive here on earth it's far greater than any riches that your uh, generation uh, before you could hand down to you your father your loved ones it's far greater than any of those things and we have it not because we've earned it not because we deserve it because God in his great wisdom and his great love decided to send his son to die for us and he became the firstborn of us. He became the, 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 the figurehead for those who would trust in him and through him as joint heirs with him. We have a heavenly inheritance that is far greater than what we could ever hope for or imagine on this earth. And we have that available to us and afforded to us because of Jesus. And that part of that inheritance is the victory we have. The victory we have. What do we have victory over? We have, number one, a, victory, a victorious inheritance, but we also have victory over death. Amen. He says, death, where's your sting? Where's your victory? You see, because Jesus Christ went to the cross for us and his death is counted for us. And not only did he die, but three days later he rose again. He defeated death for you. Yes. He defeated it. And through Christ, and through Christ only, you and I will have the opportunity to defeat death also. Can you imagine what... If, if we fully felt this and received this and understood this and lived this, that even death has no power over me, 
What kind of lives would we live? Can you imagine? You, you, you've seen people, right, who like do death-defying stunts. I'm not that brave, right? I want to live as long as possible. So <laughs> that, but these people that have no fear of death, right? Bungee jumping, jumping out of airplanes. Anybody in here like that? Anybody done something crazy like that? I want to shake your hand afterwards, all right? But what if we didn't care? What if we had that mentality because we have been, we have victory in Christ because he saved us? What if we didn't care what people thought about us? Because death doesn't even, have, doesn't even have a hold on me. What if I would go wherever in the world to share the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, not worrying about whether someone would take my life or not? We don't, we don't have to worry about that here in the United States, do we? But we have brothers and sisters all over the world in this moment facing death. You know how they do it? They understand the victory they have. In Christ. And what if the church in America no longer feared death? No longer feared the repercussions of living a godly life or, or speaking up for godly things and speaking up for the gospel? What if we would have uh, the love of Christ as we face our neighbors but no fear? What impact would we make? How would we affect that? You see, death now becomes the great promotion for us. We don't have to worry about it because when we do die, we will live forever. We live forever because we have an inheritance in Christ. And that inheritance, part of that, is that we are a part of his kingdom. We are part of his, uh, of his heavenly kingdom. Death is a pr promotion. Death no longer has a sting. It has no victory. What's in your life today that has you feeling like it will eventually get the victory? What, instead of the rule and the reign of Jesus Christ in your life, has come in and seeped its way into your own life? Maybe, maybe it's addiction. Maybe it's uh, a, a relationship problem. It may, and, and whatever it is, the stress of it, the weight of it, the difficulty of it, at times feels like it will eventually crush you. Because, friends, we do face those things. We have to constantly remind ourselves that death has no sting, that death has no victory, that, that no, these things that are external and they are weighing in on us don't have the power, but that Jesus Christ has the power to free us, to save us, to rescue us, even from the pains and the difficulties that weigh in on us. So what's in your life today that feels like it's crushing you? feels like it would eventually get the victory. Well, I want to tell you, I want you to understand, I want you to internalize this, that whatever it is, it cannot be stronger than the victory we have in Christ. We don't have to fear death. We don't have to fear what this world will do to us. We know Jesus, and we, will, and we have victory now, and when we do pass on from this life we have victory in him over death the second thing that we or the the third thing that we see is that we also have victory over sin it says death where is your victory uh, or death has no victory death is where death is your sting in the verse 56 the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law 
But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, sin doesn't have to have a hold on our lives. Any power that sin has in our lives, we allow it. Any power that sin has in our lives, it is because we do not seek the victory we already have in Christ. We have victory over the sin in our life through and in Him. And I don't mean to say this to berate you. I don't mean to say this to to guilt you into because I've fallen into the same traps of believing. I can never get that sin out of my life. I'm always going to deal with that. I'm always going to face it. I believe those lies as well. But friends, because of Christ and because of what Christ has done, sin has no hold on us. Sin has no power over us. We have victory over that in Christ. Now, we couldn't fulfill the law. It says that the power of sin is the law. So law uh, gives sin its power, and it helps us to see uh, what happens is that we, we somehow think, if I can do it, I can get over it, I can get through it, I can face it, I can stop it. I can get rid of that sin whenever I want to, and we hold on to it. That only gives it power to believe that somehow we have the ability to attain to the, uh, to the high level of the law of God. Jesus said when he came to earth, I didn't come, I didn't come to abolish the law, I came to fulfill it. Jesus fulfilled the law for you so that you could look at what he had, when he had victory over the law, when he had victory over sin, that you can look to him and say, I don't have to have my own internal, my own uh, human victory. I look to the victory that Christ bought. I look to the victory that Jesus accomplished. I look to what he was able to do that I can never do. Jesus took the power of sin out of the equation for us. So what sin are you holding on to? What, what, and maybe it's just a little one. What sin is, are you holding on, or what sin has a hold on you? Sin and the devil that tempts you with it, Jesus is reminding us that through him we have victory over those things. Je- Jesus has defeated sin's power, and it no longer has a hold on you. The fourth thing that we see is that we have victory to endure. We have victory to endure. Look at what he says in verse 58. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable. Always be excelling in the Lord's work. You see, you and I can endure whatever whatever we face, whatever comes crashing in, whatever tries to have a hold on us. You and I can be steadfast, immovable, solid, strong, because we stand not in our own strength. We stand in the strength of Christ. We are immovable because of this. We know the victory is ours, and we can hold the line. And we can do the work. It says, 
be immovable, always excelling in the Lord's work because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. What's the Lord's work, the mission of God, to share that anyone who believes can have the same inheritance of victory in their own hearts and lives. You and I continue the work because we go and we tell others that they have a way of freedom, that they have a, a victory that they can find in Christ and in Christ alone. And not only can we do that, but we can excel in it. We can excel in it. I saw uh, an image this uh, week, and uh, on this uh, a person's um, a pastor's pulpit, it has a, a label. It says, "It will not return void." So of course I'm still in that idea, right? I'm putting it right here. <laughs> and what that reminds me of. is that we can excel in the work that we do. It's not dependent upon me to change your heart and life. It's not dependent upon me and my words. At the end of the day, I have to come up here and humbly say, Lord, it is your word that will penetrate our hearts. It is your word that will change us. It is not my word or my, my wisdom that can do that. And I must depend upon him. And how much the more can we do that in our own lives that when we go and when we pray and when we share with our neighbors and we love our neighbors and love Christ into them and pray Christ into their lives that one day it will not return void. Our work will excel. What we do and what we are doing will take root somewhere in someone's life and we must trust that the victory is in Christ to do that. And so my prayer, my prayer today is the same prayer I pray every week. Lord, move me aside. Let it be your words that speak and penetrate our hearts. That lives would be changed not because of my words, but because the Holy Spirit is working in your lives. You have the victory today. Today. It's already available to you now. What we understand from Scripture is that we must take hold of it. Not in our own strength, not by our own works, but by faith in Christ and that He has already done it for you. So that's my prayer in this moment. If you prayed a prayer to receive Jesus Christ earlier in the service, when I walked you through that, you can come. I'd love to share with you. I'd love to walk with you about what that means and the next steps in your life. If you're online with us and you either did that or would like to do that, text the word ALIVE to 423-455-9458 and I'll walk with you that way as well. But the call in this moment is for each and every one of us. If you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, the call is for you. In this moment, to appropriate the victory that is already available to you. What is that thing that's holding on to you or it's crushing in on you? What is that thing that you don't think you can overcome? You can't, but Christ can.
and Christ already has. And so we appropriate the victory that is already available to us. We claim it. We claim the victory that Christ has already bought, has already achieved. And my prayer is that each and every one of us will do that today. I don't know what that looks like for you. For me, I think it's in a moment I'm turning around. Of course, I'll be available in just a moment, but I'm turning around, I'm coming to this altar, and I'm just praying, God, give me the victory I need. Help me to realize it. Help me to realize the victory I already have in you. That's something you could do. You don't have to. You can do the same thing. You pray the same prayer, and it'll just be, it'll be just as powerful where you sit. What I do want to plead with you, don't walk out of this room today. Don't walk out of this room today without doing something to understand and ask God to help you understand even more the victory you have in Him. Today's Father's Day, dads. It's tough being a it's tough being a dad. And maybe not for you, maybe it's just me. I do have four kids, so I mean, you know. It's, and it's my fault. I mean, we we planned that. So, but it's hard. I look every day and think, am I doing this right? So I don't know if you feel that. So maybe it's just me, but I think you probably do. To, at least to, to a little extent. But you know what? It's not. It's not in my strength to have the victory in my kids' lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not within my strength to make them be good people and follow Jesus. I can't do that. But I can point them to the one who can. And the victory is in him. So there's so many ways that the victory of Christ can be appropriated in our lives. And I pray that in this moment, the Lord is speaking to your heart too. Helping you to see how he's already won the victory. We're going to pray. We're going to sing. And if God is moving you in your heart, however he is leading you, listen and heed his words. Would you stand with me as we pray? Jesus, we love you. Thank you for victory, God. Thank you for what you accomplished so that we too could receive victory in our own lives. That sin has no hold on us, Lord. That death is not victorious in our lives and that we can put on immortality and incorruptibility because of you. Help us to be steadfast and immovable in that victory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.